Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Felice with the assist. Hello, welcome back to, are you ready for this shit? Season two, episode one of the Houston Dynapod podcast with me, your host, Fenestar. The vacation's over. The Dynamo decided to extend and decline options, so my podcast break has officially come to a close. And honestly, I was really enjoying the break. It really gave me a lot of time to reflect and think about what I'm going to do with my life and how I would fill the hours upon hours of recording, social media, research, and various other things that occupied my time to make this. So I decided to fill those hours with, you guessed it, marijuana, which resulted in me like sitting on the couch for almost a month straight. But you know what? I'm re-energized. I'm recharged. I'm rejuvenated. And it's good because I... We, us podcasters, we got some more competition. That's right. Christian and Rudy have fucking joined forces to create a new podcast, which I think is awesome. I think anybody out there that listens to any of us, me, Sean, Mark, Rudy, Christian, Andres, Tony, Colin, and his co-host, who I can't remember his name, or Victor and Laura, or, or even, uh, who's the important one? Glenn Davis. Anybody that listens to ours, Glenn is important. I'm not being a smartass. Glenn's fucking phenomenal. Dude, I would love to be Glenn. I'd like to be Eddie. I could be Eddie, you know, maybe. He's more athletic. But, you know, I have, I have my, 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 my high points, lots of low points. But no, it, it's really good to see other people coming together and growing this media presence that, as you know, has fallen to individuals, fans, with a little bit of creativity to do because we don't get coverage here in Houston. We've gotten more now, you know, with, uh, it feels like since Onstads came back, there's been more, but there's also been things going on, a lot of rumors, which has been fucking fun. The transfer rumor hysteria that is always occurring, it's... I'm not even touching any of these mentioned targets until something comes out from the club. And Dynamo Insider has dropped a few of them. And he's usually pretty accurate. He's very, he's fucking pretty accurate. Uh, who, who are you? How do you know all these things? Tell us. So until we actually have it cemented, I'm, I'm not going to touch any new signings or rumors. I'm not going to do it. But yes, yes, new pod from uh, Christian and Rudy. Got to, got to have both of them on my, well, no, I was on Rudy's, and then Christian came on ours for the end of year super pod, pod, pod. And that was fun. Well, we're going to talk about that uh, right now, actually. That's where we are in my, my bullet points. So the super pod happened. I got most of the independent creators that cover our club, our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. We missed a few people, Mark, because he's an Arsenal fan. Actually, I'm just playing. You know, when I sent the invites out, I figured I sent them to the shows, right? 
And I figured that would be relayed to both. So, Mark, if you're really upset, you're going to have to talk to Sean. Same with Tony and Andres. Like, I don't – I sent it to, I guess, what is it? Dynamic Foxtrot, which is Andres. But uh, I guess Tony couldn't make it. Either way, it was great. We're going to do – we're going to try and do these three times a year. Preseason, midseason, postseason. So if you are listening and you have your own podcast – Number one, thanks for listening. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe, and review. Unless it's bad, then fuck off. But if you are listening and you're thinking of making one, do that shit. Do it. What do you have to lose? Go do it. What, what, what's going to happen? Some guy on Reddit's going to call you an idiot? Fuck off. It happens all the time. Don't, don't, get, uh, pers- don't take internet flack personal. So the super pot happened, and man, it was fucking long. It's two hours. And it was also our best episode, which I, I was pretty sure was going to happen. And it made me very happy to be right, because who doesn't fucking like being right? But thank you to everybody that came on. Um, they will not all be two hours. I don't know how like, – I didn't listen to the whole thing. I usually listen to my episodes one time, right, because I hate my voice. But I didn't even listen to the whole thing. I couldn't do it all at once. I listened to that whole two-hour episode over the course of a week. So those of you that were able to sit and do it all at once, kudos to you for not having ADHD like me. But yes, a um, little personal, a little personal information. The disclaimer before I go into what I'm about to say next is to everybody that I've ever dated that I told about this show, which is a mistake. If you do a show like mine, don't tell anybody that you're I- interested in or intimate with because if it doesn't work out, they will listen. I know you're listening. I do. And then sometimes you get angry text messages. But I want you all to know that I care for you very deeply and I want you to be happy. But my happiness is going to come first right now. I had a phenomenal date on what day is it? Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. So um, obviously online dating is the way to go nowadays. Um, I, I live in a small town, so I'm trying to venture outside of that. I don't pick up people where I live. Uh, I go to the bar every now and again for a beer and a sandwich. That's it. I am not at the bar alone getting shit-faced. I don't do that because I think that's sad and also a <laughs> sign of alcoholism. But I met this <clears throat> woman through an app and you know you see pictures those of you that have internet dated you know about being catfished because it's happened to me you know about getting to meet somebody and lo and behold they look nothing like their photos however every now and again you get lucky and you meet one who looks like their photos but then every blue moon once in a blue moon you meet someone who looks better than their photos that's happened to me I don't know, twice, twice. I've met plenty that look worse. That's the fucking worst part. But twice I've met someone who looked better in person than they did in their photos. And that is, oh, that's like fucking finding a $20 bill in the couch cushions. It's, it's a great feeling. So this, this woman and I, we, we matched, right? We fucking both swipe right. And I'm going through and I'm like, man, this woman is out of my league which I know 
if you've met me in person right now, you're saying nobody's out of your league. But I feel that way, and it's good to feel that way. It's good to feel like you're on a date with somebody who uh, makes you feel cautious, right? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I tend to talk a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm known for not being able to shut up, and it's very hard to talk. But I met her, and oh, she phenomenal. I mean, everything about her, every last thing. And I can tell you this, Merry Christmas to me. Apparently, she likes me as well, and we are going to continue seeing one another. So that is fucking much better news than the shit you got at the end of July, because that breakup was brutal, mentally for me and emotionally, ma'am. You, you, you tell somebody how you feel and you're honest, and then it just turns out they were between medicines. That sucks. But let's move on to the important stuff, the dynamo stuff. What you're really here for, I think. Matias Vera was resigned, And this morning, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that I posted, I was listening to the new pod with Christian and Rudy. And early on, they break down the Vera signing. And if you listen to the super pod, you'll know that Christian hates Darwin Quintero because he's Colombian. It's actually not, that's not really why. It's what I think, and here's why. He loves Matias Vera. <clears throat> Christian, if you're listening, I know this is all in fun. He loves Vera. Where's Vera from, guys? Argentina. He hates Quintero. Where's Quintero from? Colombia. Raha! My thing with Quintero is he looks a little bit like Latif Blessing, which I said before. I, I wish Blessing played for us, but he reminds me a little bit of Beetlejuice from Howard Stern. And if you think that's rude, go look at pictures of both. It's just an observation. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he's unattractive. He just reminds me of Beetlejuice from Howard Stern. And I never really enjoyed watching Beetlejuice on the, uh, the televised radio programming of Howard Stern. But Christian is excited about Matias Vetta, as am I. I think Vetta was our best defensive player of the year. I know it went to Hadibi, but Matias Vetta is a, he's a good player. He can start on this team. He can start on most teams. And if we get to the point where he's a backup, then we're pretty fucking good. If we get to the point where Matias Vetta is a squad player, then Pat Onstad, uh, I will have your children. And whichever coach you decide, which we're going to talk about the Luchi Gonzalez rumors later, you guys don't like him. I do, but we're going to go there. Now, sad news. Oscar Boniac Garcia is no longer with the Dynamo, as is Minor Figueroa. So the Honduran era has officially ended. But you know what? I saw the Hondurans turn out for the, uh, the international matches, but they never showed up at the, the regular games. I mean, I know there are some of you that are Honduran and you go, but not like you did for international, and I understand that. And I have a, a woman I talk to, and we're, we're friendly, and Reggie, she's Honduran, and she explained, like, we don't, we just follow players, or most people follow players, it seems like they don't really follow teams. And that's what we're, I think we've established here in Houston. I think that we all know that. The fans here are going to follow the player. So looking at what's going on with Pat and what he said in interviews, he is targeting demographics that are into soccer and densely populate the area of Houston. He also wants someone who speaks Spanish or is bilingual. And some people are mad about that, but that makes total sense. But yes, Boniek and Figueroa are gone. 
as well as Alejandro Funmayor's contract expired. You know, I kept thinking that Funmayor was like 22 or 23. He's 25. He's 25, and he didn't sniff the field. So whatever happened here, I wish him luck, but it obviously he couldn't cut it, especially when you're being benched or you're picking a 39-year-old man over you. So Boney is gone. Funmayor is gone. Their contracts have expired. Now we're going to talk about the options that were exercised for 2022. And we're going to start with the one that you guys are most surprised about. I'm surprised. Darwin Saren. So a lot of people on social media, which is just a, such a positive place, they don't understand the Saren signing. I don't either. Statistically, I don't. What I saw in the field, I don't. But I said this on Twitter. I think it was Twitter. You do not, we don't see what goes on for the eight, however fucking long they're at Houston Sports Park, however long they practice. We're not in the film sessions. We're not in the locker room. We're not in the changing room. We're not there. You don't know what he brings to the club. We see 90 minutes once or twice a week. That's what we see. Did he perform terribly? No. In fact, people were extremely proud of how well he did for El Salvador. Us Dynamo fans were really excited about his international performances. And those international performances catapulted him back into our lineup. Is he the wrong side of 30? Sure. Does he look like he's most likely to stab me in the heart? Yeah. But if he's a leader and he's good enough to play here and there and he's affordable, what's the problem? What's the problem? You don't know what Pat has lined up in the transfer market either. He might have a tip-top El Salvadorian talent he's targeting and he's using Seren as a piece to lure him in. We, we don't know what's going on. He is a piece in a fucking puzzle. And a lot of us, myself included from time to time, we act like we know what the puzzle is supposed to look like. Guys, we don't have a clue. We don't know what the – we know we're supposed to win. We want to win. We've wanted to win for a while. Fucking you can't always get what you want. But we don't know what goes on. So let's, um, let's let Pat Onstead do Pat Onstead type stuff. Griffin Dorsey was, uh, had his option exercised. That's a fucking no-brainer. Here's another one. When we signed him, a lot of people were skeptical. Skeptical of a former Generation Adidas player, I think. Skeptical of a guy who played and was signed by the Galaxy. Skeptical of a guy who was in Toronto. You know, they used to be pretty good. Griffin Dorsey quickly showed that he doesn't know how to wear his socks right. You know I hate that. But he quickly showed that he was arguably our best find. Him or Pasher. I mean, we can, we can hate on Matt Jordan. We can hate on Jordan and Ramos all fucking day. And yeah, they were bad. They, they did find some quality out there that's inexpensive. Basically, this entire list. Griffin Dorsey. How do we not bring him back? Two goals, three assists. He's got shit in his neck. He can play right back. He can play right mid. He can play right wing. He can play <clears throat> anywhere on the right-hand side. He's versatile. So, no-brainer there. They also brought back my new, one of my new favorite players. Fuck, I can't believe I'm saying that. Sam Junka. Sam was drafted by us. Sam really is a success story. Sam can play center back, left back, left mid. I think he could play almost anywhere on the left-hand side except for the wing. 
So I was not displeased. Now, if we'd have rewound this and last year they'd exercised his contract option, I'd be like most of you guys are on Seren. I'd be fucking bewildered. Because up until this year, up until about a third of the way through this year, Sam Junko was quickly looking like the second coming of, uh, of the original version of Eric McHugh, who's now gone too. But he has developed, he's grown, and he's improved. There's another success story. Can't spoke. So I'm happy with that one. Here's one that we know nothing about, Nico Lemoyne, who according to the article I read on Dynamo Theory has showed promise. Uh, I've never really seen him play. I think we've seen him a couple of times, a handful. I think the amount of times we've seen Nico Lemoyne play, you can count on one hand, literally. But he's 21, so he has room to grow. Not much more. He's, he's almost to the point where we're going to be expecting him to start producing. I mean, shit, he's, he's there. He's going to be there now. So he's got contract option one more year. I would imagine if he doesn't cut it next year, can't stay healthy, you got to get rid of him. And the same is going to go for the next guy, our favorite Canuck, Tyler Pasher. Four goals, three assists. He played less than half the season. That's great. The four goals and three assists is great. But if you can't play half the season, you are, in a way, eating up our wage bill if you're injury prone. I love Tyler. You love Tyler. We all love Tyler. Everybody loves him. He just didn't stay healthy. So that's something that we really have to hope happens, man, because if not, fucking who knows? Next one, Marcelo Palomino. No-brainer. No he is arguably... He has arguably the highest ceiling of anybody on our squad that we've loaned out, comes through our academy, whatever. He went to... Fuck, where did he go? Charlotte. Charlotte? I don't know where he went. Charleston? Charlotte? I get him confused. Six goals. They made it to the semifinals of the U.S. championship. A lot of people are thinking he's going to step right into this team. He's not. He's not going to step right into this team next year. He shouldn't. He needs to earn it. He should not be given it to him. It should not be given to him. I think he will see the field next year. I think there's a chance he could earn a starting spot. I doubt. I'll bet money. I will bet you. Email me. We'll fucking wager that Palomino does not start the opening game of next season unless someone's hurt. If you're feeling froggy, hit me up. We can exchange uh, cash app handles and... When you lose, you can send me some money. Lastly, last one that was extended. And again, this guy won four awards, four team awards. Fafa Pico. Uh, do I need to even go into this one? Do I? I mean, there was a lot of us who early on, we, we didn't like him. I always liked his hustle. I didn't like the fact that it seemed like he was a one-trick pony, but he certainly evolved over the course of the season. And the fucking guy can sing. I don't know if you saw that video of him singing the... Uh, I think it's salsa music. Maybe it's reggaeton. I, I don't know. I'm a, a heartland rock kind of guy, according to Spotify. Fafa can sing, bro. I don't know if he's married, but if he's not, I want to be your wingman for like an evening. Just one. Just one. We'll go wherever you want, as long as it's not too pricey. Uh, I'll just, I don't know. We'll go wherever you want, Fafa. Hit me up. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, players who had their options declined. Number one, Jose Bizamo. He was so worthless, we sent him out on loan instead of even keeping him as a squad player, despite having no true backup for Zarek Valentin. Worthless is a harsh word. He was so out of the picture that we sent him on loan, even though he was, according to our depth chart, from what I can remember, the only other true right back on the squad, on the senior squad. So you knew that was coming. The next one, Minor Figueroa. Could he come back? Maybe. Maybe. Should he? I don't know. Maybe you and Boney go to Olympia in Honduras, win a, win a title or two, and then call it a career. But Minor Figueroa had his declined. And I got to tip my hat to the guy to be as old as he is and play as effectively and consistently as he did. Because he was he was consistently average, but I mean, he's 39 years old. At 39, if you're an average professional athlete, that's fucking incredible. I mean, how many, he's like the Tom Brady of the Houston Dynamo. Minus the six rings, or seven rings. It might be seven this year too. But Minor is gone, and uh, I will miss him. I, I enjoyed watching him play. Mostly I liked uh, just admiring his chiseled physique and wishing that I could be him from the, I don't know, everywhere, I guess. His W2 is bigger than mine as well. So up next, Eric McHugh, gone. Um, young guy, went to Charleston, struggled to get into the lineup. So if he went to Charleston, Palomino went to Charlotte. He struggled to see playing time in Charlotte, to Charleston, excuse me. So if you're not going to make the squad of a U.S. championship team, as football manager would say, you are lacking potential. And apparently Eric is lacking potential. But, you know, it it does hurt because he's an academy kid. He came through the academy, if I'm not mistaken. And he played for, oh God, one of those like Brazos Valleys. He's been in the club, with the club for a while. Senior squad recently, but... You don't like it when the academy kids don't pan out. And he went for free. So I don't know if there's a compensation type deal where because of his age, we get something. But either way, uh, we're moving on. He's a center back as far as I remember. And we have plenty. Or we have ones that you're not going to be better than for quite some time. Next, fan favorite, Marco Marriage, who uh, looked deceptively better than he actually played. Remember him kicking the ball into our net or kicking the ball off the defender and it went in our net? Do you remember that? That was that was up there with the butt fumble or the shit Zach Wilson did against the Texans where he fumbled off of a guard's back on a shovel pass or something ridiculous. So Marco's gone. Morton is also gone. Now, if, if you are in this small group of people who believe that Michael Nelson is the answer, I'm going to disagree with you and say he's not. Nelson was not – okay, here's the order of our goalkeepers rating-wise. Marich was number one, Nelson number two, Morton number three. 
So our second best goalkeeper, who is a year older than Marich, remained. He's affordable. He's American. He doesn't take up an international roster spot. He's going to be the backup. We need a we need a goalie. We need a goalkeeper, a real one. Okay, we need a goalkeeper who's going to put sevens out there. He's going to you know be a seven rating. He's going to make saves. He can distribute. I mean, I don't know how we want to play yet. How do we want to play? We want to be attacking. Then we got to be able to have a goalkeeper who can distribute. And Marich can't. Marich couldn't do it. Morton looked awful the last game of the season, but. Who wouldn't? It's your first time, ma'am. Or one of his first times. So they're both gone. Nelson's the only one left. He's not the answer. And those of you that think he is, I, I disagree with you, and I'll disagree with you all damn day. Up next, the maligned Colombian, Darwin Quintero, who, had he started the entire year, I still think Tab Ramos gets fired, and I still think we miss the playoffs, but we don't finish last. We don't finish last with Darwin Quintero on, on the field all year. We don't. And that was important to us. That was important to us here in Houston, finishing ahead of Austin, finishing ahead of Dallas, winning Copa Tejas, and winning the Cannon, El Capitan, and winning uh, La Copita, which we, we didn't do. We, we, didn't, we did uh, one of those things. We won El Capitan. That's it. That's all we did. We didn't do much. Had Darwin been there all year, I, I firmly believe the things that I listed as important to us, we would have accomplished more. And I don't think there's many people out there that would disagree except for Christian because Darwin's Colombian. Anyway, you know, I love all the South American people, every single one of them. Darwin could be renegotiated. That is something that I would be fine with. I would be fine with renegotiating his contract to an affordable rate, taking him out of a DP slot, which has already been done, and bringing him back. I'd be fine. He's a creative midfielder. Who else is there? There's Karaskia, who Eddie Robinson loves. There's nobody else. Memo's handed in a transfer request, apparently, which is something we'll talk about. But if Darwin wanted to take less wages and come back, that's fine. And I read somewhere that that is quite possible. I'm okay with that. Speaking of taking less wages and coming back, I would welcome Maxi Arruti back for lower wages. He's not worth what we're paying him, what we paid him, to produce eight goals. But if Arruti and Quintero are re-signed at an affordable rate and they're coming off the bench, that's fine. That's totally fine. We're talking about a guy who two years ago had seven goals and 11 assists in Quintero. And who last year single-handedly changed the entire look of the squad once he actually was playing. And another guy, Maxi Arruti, who up until June, July, he was top five in goals scored. As bench players, sure. You want to press the last 15 minutes? Put Maxi out there. You need another creator on there and take off a defensive mid? Put Darwin out there. Problem with Darwin is he looked like shit when he didn't start the games. Coming off the bench, he looked like garbage. That's got to be something that he's going to have to learn to fix. Because at his age, he is no longer going to be, you're starting and you're playing 90 minutes. So I would welcome him and Maxi back with open arms on much lower wages. And with the understanding that they will not be our starters next year. Shouldn't be. If we want to really progress and move on and improve and send a message to our fans, our supporters, then you cannot run the same people back out. So... 
after the Darwin Saren re-signing, nobody openly questioned Pat Onstead, but everybody, a lot of people were, you know, trust the process and Pat we trust. And then he goes and re-signs Saren and everybody, everybody, fuck, most people, a lot of people, they start questioning him. Dude, chill, chill guys, relax, relax. I know it's serious. This is our club, our one and only club, but he's a piece of a puzzle. I don't think we should question on step. I don't, I don't, I don't like that people are upset. He interviewed Luchi Gonzalez. We're going to talk about that one. Uh, I don't like that people are criticizing him for wanting a new coach with MLS experience. That's also bilingual. Fucking really? Do you have to ask which language is essential? It's Spanish. In case you're wondering, it's Espanol. Porque muchos jugadores en MLS habla Espanol. And sometimes I do too. But yeah, man, speak Spanish. Target the Mexican demographic, the Hispanic demographic, the South American demographic. Have a coach that can communicate with them. That's a bad thing? Why, why are people upset about that? That was actually something I heard on a... One of the ESPN radio shows, not Glenn Davis, one of the other ones. You know how there's radio shows on ESPN here in Houston that aren't on the Dynamo, but then they talk about them and you can quickly tell that they have no idea what they're talking about, except for maybe one. I think there's a radio show host who's not Eddie or Glenn. I think his name is Alex. He kind of knows. He knows. I would listen to him, not like listen to Glenn, but I, I would, if he says it, I'm like, okay. You know, this guy at least is familiar, but you have these football analysts, American football analysts breaking down Onstead's vision. And it's like, you guys, you guys don't know the sport really, I would imagine. I didn't know the sport until I started following it. And if I'm a football analyst or a baseball analyst, and my job is to follow the Astros or the Texans, unfortunately, then I'm not going to know fucking anything about the Dynamo. There's people that live here that don't know we have a professional team. Yes, this is true. I've had this happen. I have talked to people that are like, oh, I didn't know we had a soccer team here. Yeah, fucker. It's a 22,500-seat stadium in East Downtown. Right across from Pitch 25 and Little Woodrow's. They know where those are. They know where Little Woodrow's is, you alcoholics. They didn't know there was a fucking soccer team here. I don't think it's time to question Pat Onstead just yet. He just got here. And to be quite frank, I think he would kick most of our asses. But give him a shot. We tolerated seven years of Matt Jordan, right? Fucking, we're not even seven months into Pat Onstead. We're not even seven weeks into it, are we? Are we even seven weeks into Pat Onstead? So let him be. Let him let him put his puzzle together. He did it in Columbus. He won an MLS Cup. Now let's talk about Luchi Gonzalez. And how our hatred of FC Dallas is clouding our judgment as a supporters group. Guys, I know you're going to say he didn't do shit. Yeah, he did. Dallas has the best academy in America. I'm pretty sure. He oversaw it from 2012 to 2018. The last 10 years he's been in Dallas. He made the playoffs in full seasons, two out of three. He made the playoffs in 66% of the full seasons he coached. He didn't get a chance to make it this year because he was obviously fired. But do not let your hatred of FC Dallas 
like clouds your judgment and prevents you from accepting a guy like Luchi Gonzalez. Let me break something down for you. I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. I have watched Jose Mourinho come in, who I fucking hate, only to destroy my club. Okay, And we had high hopes. We were top of the league in December and January. And then it went downhill fast, fast, faster than Puck from Real World 1. Fast. I think it was Puck. I don't remember who it was. It was Puck. But I'm okay with Luchi Gonzalez. You know why? Because I'm also okay with Antonio Conte. No, I am not comparing Luchi Gonzalez to Antonio Conte. But he has won. He has been successful. He has built, developed, and maintained one of the top academies in America. Maybe not built because they've been here since 96. But he's continued. He's, he oversaw the academy that put out Pepe, Cannon, Pomacall, uh, Tressman. He was the guy doing that. And I, I mentioned on Reddit or wherever, Twitter, it was a good conversation with the, uh, the guy. You know, FC Dallas in their entire existence have made $23 million in profit from transfer sales. If you go through their transfer history, they almost never pay for players. And right now you might be saying, well, then they don't win. If they paid for players, they'd win. Exactly. Fucking exactly. Because if he comes here and he can do, it's going to take time. He can turn our academy into anything closely resembling Dallas. We will be totally fine. We will win shit. We will win shit. Not we will win shit. We're going to win shit with him. I really think we do. I think we will, man. He's bilingual. He's been successful in MLS. He has a great network. You're telling me that there's kids in the FC Dallas Academy that if they move to Houston, they wouldn't join the Houston Academy, that they might go to Houston because he's now there. You realize he's going to pull people with him if that's who we bring in. And is that a bad thing? No. I mean, they made, what did they make this year in profit? Ten and a half million dollars, FC Dallas? Ten and a half million dollars in profit in one year. You want to do some math? That's like eight Mateo Bahamiches. Yeah, that's eight Mateo Bahamiches. Not that we want eight of him. That's like, fuck, 50 Tyler Pashers. So Luchi Gonzalez, do not let his ties to Dallas cloud our judgment. He is much better than what we had with Teb. He's better than Cabrera. And if we take him, so be it. If he comes here, so be it. I will support him and you should too. Now, it's December 3rd. Fucking most wonderful time of the year. And I go to Colorado in exactly 21 days. 21 days from now, at this time, I will be looking at snow-covered mountains, reading a famous literary novel, because that's what I do, and eating the highest grade edibles money can buy. And I can't wait. I was actually kind of hoping that uh, the news on the Dynamo would be a little slower so I could get a little more time before I did this, but you know, here we are. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, a lot of transfer rumors, a lot of bullshit. Just take a breath. Everybody take a collective breath. The big thing we need now is a coach. Any transfer targets? <sighs> I would imagine the coach has to have some say or Pat knows who he wants. 
and they have discussed things behind closed doors. And they are, you know, I mean, we're, Pat said, before the end of December, we're going to have a coach. So it's December. We're close. I'm excited to get a new coach. I'm excited about a lot of things these days. But boys and girls, as you know, when I say but boys and girls, that's it. We're done. This has been season two, episode one. We fucking did it. I didn't even get canceled. They tried. Fucking couldn't do it. Uh, Give us a share, rating, review, or like. If you are new to the show because of the super pod, which I noticed, get some, some some new faces. Some new IP addresses, um, and you're debating going back and listening to season one. You can go ahead and skip like the first thirty episodes because I think they're shit. I was still like feeling my way around this. Maybe just start at like forty and go forward from there, because seventy six episodes or whatever it is, it's quite daunting. It's quite daunting, and, and if you're going to start at episode one, just skip the first five for sure. Start at six. But boys and girls, I'm Finister. This is your Houston Dynapod podcast. We are looking forward to a new year. We are looking forward to Colorado. We are looking forward to uh, just doing better than we did the day before. Yeah. So I'm Finister. As always, go Dynamo. Albert Valise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out.